abortion. Uh, it was 25 years ago, you know? And my only regret is that I didn't have the kid. <laughs> well, so, because I could be having sex with all of his friends right now. Oh. You know, like, <laughs> it was a mistake not having that kid in 95, you know? <laughs> we all have regrets. It's okay. <laughs> the people over there, cool. Uh, I don't know. Let's go first. I'm staring at Rachel, but she doesn't have to. She's like looking behind her. Actually, Josh Kahn is ready. Josh Kahn is ready. You're ready to go up, aren't you? Aren't you? You're always ready. You've been sitting in there preparing. All right. Hey, everybody. Clap your hands wildly. You're at the outdoor show. Yay. Yay. It's a clean show. So all the comedians that go up, if you, if you do go up, you get one accidental F swear. And if you do a second, I drag you off stage with a hook. <laughs> I don't have a hook. I do have a cane inside, though, so everybody will be fine. No guitar tonight? No. Cool. That's good. All right. Your first comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. Very funny guy. He had a great, great, amazing thing he did on Wednesday at Dolores Park. Uh, did, you didn't, did you really get arrested? Oh, he'll talk about it. Okay, cool. Because I, I left this moment. The moment I left, w there were two rangers there, and I thought that I could defuse the situation um, by sexually harassing one of the rangers. I, <laughs> I, I looked at him in his mask, and I said, hey, um, I hope that the rangers put out a calendar and they put you in it. Like, I can't see your mouth, but you have really pretty eyes. I thought, you know, by... <laughs> It did not diffuse the situation. <laughs> Put your hands together. Everybody, for your com first comedian, Josh Kahn. Yay! Oh my gosh, thank you, Pam. Yes, it was Wednesday. It was like the last day for tax stuff. So that's the whole time when these park rangers are shutting down our open mic. I was just in their face. I was yelling at them. I was like, man, on the day that I paid my taxes, you have the. Well, okay, I didn't pay my taxes, but on the day that I file an extension for my taxes, you have the. Okay, well, I didn't file an extension for my taxes, but on the day that my girlfriend files an ex on the day that my girlfriend bookmarks the page that I'm supposed to go to to file an extension for my taxes, you have the nerve to come over here and waste my tax dollars shutting down a harmless open mic. They were just, it was ridiculous. And then a certain comedian, like, got, I don't want to say his name, but he, like, got in the way, and he was like, oh, I'm such and such. This is my event, and uh, this is my equipment, and uh, it's my equipment. I'm like, I'm the one that's going to lose the equipment or get the ticket, but he's like, ah. And uh, the whole time he was distracting me, I just ended up yelling at the cops, and I wish that I had tried to make something funny out of it because I was the host, and that's what I'm there to do. If this guy had not been yelling at my ear, I would have gotten the cops, and I would have brought them to me, and I would have said, hey, cops, I'm going to do one bit for you guys, and then we'll shut down. And this is the bit that I was going to do, okay? It's a bit about how I don't want to talk about the big issues in society. I want to do something about the big issues in society. And the big issue in society is black heroin. And I pull out this small piece of folded paper, and I say to these guys, I say, hey, guys, I'm going to do a line of black heroin, the strongest black heroin that I could come by in front of you right now on the mic what do you say? And then they freak out and they reach for their guns and their tasers or whatever like that. But I go like this, I go, oh, here I go, here I go, here I go. And I open it and I go, Harriet Tubman was born in March 1822 in Dorchester, Maryland. She was an American abolitionist and civil rights activist that smuggled some 70 slaves out of the South in a network of anti-slavery safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. What did you think I meant, officer? Oh, no, I'm on the ground. Oh, no, you're standing on my neck. Ah. It's not funny. But, uh, you know, at the same time, what are you going to do? Anyway, so that was a fun experience. That was not part of my set. Uh, I'm not getting charged for this time.
<laughs> how, are, how is it? It's so nice to see you guys here. I love being just in front of people that aren't this big on my phone, um, you know, and probably watching pornography instead of uh, talking to me. This whole quarantine, I've been on two websites the entire time, right? And you can guess what they are, Facebook and Pornhub, right? They're basically the same website, though. It's because, like, one website, you, like, you know, you nakedly expose yourself and do things that you'll regret and you immediately take down, but people have already screenshotted it and are jacking off to it. And the other website is Pornhub. And, uh, you know, like, if we're friends on Facebook, I probably, like, really don't like you. And <laughs> Like, I like my, I'm sorry, I like my friends on Pornhub a little bit better than I like my friends on Facebook, right? My friends on Facebook always have the same thing. They always, oh, donate to this cause, sign this petition, take this poll, something like that, right? And it takes a long time, you know. The, my friends on Pornhub, they all, it's like 30, 30 notifications, they all want the same thing. Let, let us watch you have sex with your girlfriend. Let us watch you have sex with your girlfriend. Let us watch you have sex with your girlfriend. All 31 requests, they all want the same thing. And it's just like, bam, it's done. All right, that worked. This has gone well. Clean set. This has gone well. Did I get the cane? Did I get the light? Okay. Um, uh, no, I care. I, I care. I'm not like a. I'm not a callous guy. Um, I care about people. Like on the way over here, for instance, I was crossing the Bay Bridge. There was a guy sitting on the Bay Bridge with his legs dangling over, like the ocean side of the Bay Bridge. And there was not cops yet, but there was like people that pulled over. Right? They're all trying to be supportive trying to get him to come back over the other side. I wanted to be supportive too. I didn't want to be late for this, however. I just rolled down my window to be supportive and I was just like, let's go Oakland! To the guy. Because, no, no, hear me out. It's because everybody jumps off of the Golden Gate Bridge and at this point it's just so mainstream. I'm like, thank you for jumping off of the Oakland Bay Bridge, man. We want our own documentary. Thank you, sir. Uh, no, come on, cause no, but nobody wants to do it because they want to jump off of the iconic Golden Gate Bridge, right? Everybody wants to jump off of the famous thing. They don't want to die. They just want to nap in a hammock until the cops get there. To, you know, to It's like, come on, you know, if you really want to be hardcore, they just turned the Richmond Bridge into a footbridge, right? If you really want to be obscure, okay, go jump off of that thing. But nobody's going to do it, right? Because Richmond is basically like the Oakland of Oakland. <laughs> Richmond is like the Mexico of Oakland. Come on. It's just to the, it's to the north, but yeah. I feel like you guys are not like really picking up these suicide jokes all the way. <laughs> Comedians really dig suicide jokes, especially during the quarantine, because during the quarantine, every single comedian that you're gonna see is closer to hanging themselves than they are to being Robin Williams. <laughs> with comedy clubs closed. Show me, wah, wah, come on. Somebody tried to 51, I'm not a suicidal guy, I love life, I love living, I'm not a suicidal guy. So, somebody at work, tried to 5150 me, I'm not joking. They tried to 5150 me and all that I said, I was really frustrated about something. I was like, man, this thing frustrates me so much, I'm gonna put a bullet in my head. And they didn't stop, and if they'd have stopped to ask me, I would have been like, whoa, man, I just meant like put a bullet under my tongue, you know, for the minerally taste, maybe like put it in my upper nose, maybe in my, like you didn't have to, I didn't mean put it there like hundreds of miles an hour, okay? <laughs> That's suicide, so. I feel like suicide's working. You know, they prove historically marriage is the leading cause of suicide, right? Anthony and Cleopatra, Romeo and Juliet, right? Do you know that uh, Ava Braun married Adolf Hitler and then two days later, bam, kills himself? He probably had other stuff going on in his life. I'm just saying marriage is like the straw that pushed him over the edge, you know? <laughs> it's not, uh, <laughs> okay. It gets worse, folks. 
I would never drive a Tesla. Screw Tesla. F Tesla even. What? And you know why? It's not just it's not cuz all the reasons you think. I don't trust AI. I'll say it. I'll go I'll go I'll be edgy. I don't trust AI. You know why I don't trust AI? Native Americans taught us not to trust AI. Native Americans had a song about AI. You remember it? AI That got me the light. It's okay, guys. I had my reservations about that joke, too. I hate sexism. I hate sexism in all art forms. Um, one thing that I've noticed that is sexist is, like, there is a girl version of the band Kiss that tours, and there's, like, a girl version of the band Aerosmith. That if you know, you've noticed this, right? There's all these girl versions of guy bands, but there's no guy versions of girl bands. So I've decided... I'm going to do something about that. I'm starting up an all-male tribute band, a tribute to the band The Cranberries. We're going to be called The Manberries. <laughs> What's in your head? In your head? Sorry. That joke is not not what it seems. You have to let it linger. I'm Josh Kahn, you guys. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Please donate at mutinyradio.fm today. Yay, yay. Keep it going for Josh Kahn. Yay. That was funny. He was talking about marriage. Yeah, um, I was married. I actually got my first STD through marriage. Right? No, it's sexually transmitted debt. That's actually what you get when you get married. Marriage is just a contract, everybody. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you get love? That's a construct. Marriage is a contract. We can all learn words together. I'm a feminist. I can read. Woo! My favorite thing about feminism is that people are like, it's not, the patriarchy isn't real. It's not real. And I'm like, it's pervasive in our language, right? Right? Like when you have sex for the first time, what do you break? Your hymen. Hymen. Hi, I can have sex with all of you now. Hymen. Not political, is it, right? Oh, when you, when you, when you, uh, you get your, your monthly, your lady time. What's it called? Menstruation. Ha ha ha! Menstruation. It's the one thing you can literally never do. You put your name all over it. And you think it's gross. Menstruation. The one I do understand, I'm going through it right now, it's menopause. And men are certainly pausing on me. They're like, whoa, how old is she? <laughs> like, what's going on over there? I get real pissed off, though, because the one feminine prefix we get. What do we get? Herpes. <laughs> you give us herpes. Oh, that's what we get. Yeah, and just because I give my ex-boyfriend a beach while I have a little herpes, you call me manipulative. <laughs> cool. Your next comedian, she's a super funny lady. You're going to love her so much. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's Rachel Pinson. Yay. Hey, ladies. If you're a feminist, make some noise. Two, okay. Hey, men, if you're a feminist, just shut up. Just shut up already. Like You had your turn, okay? It's our turn now. 
this is the ninth anniversary of Pam's doing comedy. She turned nine today, everyone. Yeah, she did. Which means you started in 2011? Twenty eleven. What were you guys doing? What were you guys doing in twenty eleven? All right, I'm glad you asked me. What was I doing? Um, I was doing a lot of traveling in those days. I was like one of those like traveling homeless hippies, like on Hate Street that you ironically hate, you know. Uh, I was in Arkansas with my friend Spirit. There was a hurricane that went through. <laughs> we were sneaking into this festival. Have any of you been to Arkansas? Good, good for you. Uh, it's cool. The cool thing about Arkansas is that there are so many quartz crystals just littered all over the ground, everywhere. So many quartz. You're nodding. You're like, yeah, have you heard about Arkansas diamonds? Yeah, it's a thing. They're not real diamonds. They just look like it, you know? <laughs> so I was in this caravan full of hippies. We collected all these rocks, all these shiny beautiful quartz crystal rocks and then we snuck into this festival and because it rained everyone they were like sneaking over the fence and getting chased by security and I was like nah dude I just like took my blind shih tzu like trudged through the mud with like a group of people like hey I'm supposed to be here and it was cool I got in and all these people who weren't from Arkansas that were there they would trade us all kinds of crazy things for these crystals man you know like like weed which is great because you're in Arkansas like where are you gonna find weed you know like like beers, all kinds of stuff. But all the locals are like, you're going to try to sell us your rocks? Like, we step on these every day. Like, we don't <laughs> we're tired of these rocks. So it's like the last day of the, fe the festival's over. And, like, I'm tripping balls, man. <laughs> like, and I got this blind shih tzu. And there's this bus that went from the campground to the uh, to the festival over and over. And I found like the most comfortable place was just to stay on this bus with my dog because it was so warm and so beautiful. And then at, at the end, they were like, no, you have to get off. This is the last stop. So I'm sitting there. I'm like still tripping. I got this dog. This guy is like, here, here's a chair. I find my road dog's car. I'm like waiting for him because all my gear's there. I'm like cold. And then he finally comes. And I was like, ah, oh, spirit, finally. You know, it's, it's so good. And then he's like looking, we're looking at this landscape and it's so beautiful. Like the, the sky was amazing. It was like this mountainscape, it was dawn. And he's like, this is the perfect place for DMT. Like we should smoke some DMT. Like is there a DMT, is there a Deemster Ferry anywhere, anywhere, Deemster Ferry? And then some guy comes up and he's just like, did I hear DMT? We were like, yeah, are you the Deemster Ferries? This like. Well, I don't have DMT, but what I do have is ayahuasca. So he pulls out, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And he pulls out this plastic bottle full of, like, muddy water. And he's like, this is enough for two doses, like, one really strong dose, two good doses. And I'm like, I'm good, man. And he's like, well, he's like, it's $50. And Spirit's like, well, I don't have any money, but I got shiny rocks. And he pulls out this, like, slab of quartz crystals. And this guy's like, yeah, I'll trade some of this ayahuasca for those quartz crystals. Flash forward. So I'm drinking ground score beers. And Spirit's in the spirit realm. He, like, picks up this awning. He's, like, shaking around. He's like, this is my squirrely dude. I'm squirrely dude. You squirrely dude. I'm squirrely over here. And <laughs> And then the security came, tried to take it from him, and he's like, no, my squiddly. And I'm like, I think he's got that uh, undercover, so I'm, I'm good. Like, he's, he's, I'm going to go take a shower. I come out, and this girl is like, hey, ma'am, 
you're going to have to leave because the festival's over, and at 7.30, we're going to have to clean up. We're going to call the cops if you're still here. And your friend over there, and Spirit's like, just shake him. He's too drunk to drive, so you're going to have to figure out your way out of here. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. And, like, I'm super drunk because I've been drinking ground score beers all day, so I take my blind shih tzu. I'm, like, walking over. I run into Spirit, and he's like, it's time to leave. And I'm like, yes, it is. And he's like, you're not driving. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So we get in the car, and we, we drive down the road. And he looks at me, and he's like, I have never driven on ayahuasca before. This is crazy. And we survived. Anyway, that's the story. <laughs> that's where I was <laughs> when Cam Pam started doing comedy. I was in Arkansas tripping balls with a blind shih tzu. I was a seeing eye human. <laughs> I like California, though. Like, I remember, like, when I was, like, a homeless hippie sleeping in the park, someone steals my backpack. I'm like, what? You're going to steal my backpack? There's nothing in there but a bunch of dirty clothes were they gonna sell my underwear like because I was gonna sell my crusty underwear man they <laughs> took my hustle that's not nice yeah sorry right. like uh, little entrepreneurs take some notes <laughs> one time one time I, I was in Atlanta and this guy's like hey I, this shit's uh, things are messed up man things are messed up man I just got arrested and all I was doing was making love to my girlfriend in her own home it just happens that we were homeless. <laughs> I thought it was funny. All right, bye. Yay! Rachel Pinson, everyone! Keep putting your hands together and clapping them in a slappy-like motion. Clean comedy. Are you all distanced enough? Be distanced, please. We really want you to be safe. I promise. Yay! Yay, we're all here for comedy, and I love it. Yay! Hey! She's in shape, it's so good. That's the thing, I've been wondering like, why have only 55 people died in San Francisco? And that's because everyone's healthy here. Like, <laughs> no one eats corn syrup or like is obese. Like, I don't see, we're, I mean, everybody's taking care of themselves and that's why, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know what's happening in the world. <laughs> Someone tell me, yay. Um, I know, and I, uh, I'll just put a plug in the middle. Uh, Mutiny Radio has enough money to survive until October 1st, so. You uh, put in the, you, I'll count the pennies, you count the dollars, or different, I don't know, whatever. Every penny counts. Your next comedian, he's been doing an amazing thing here at the station. So when COVID started, all the comedians were like, oh, we're all going to do these Zoom open mics. And we were like, those suck. And he was like, I'm going to, they do, they're terrible. But he, he was the first person who thought to revolutionize the concept of Zoom. And he's like, how can we use the radio and Zoom together in a constructive way that, Helps me. No, it's uh, no. He writes scripts. No, it's super genius. So he writes these scripts, and then all these people from all over join the Zoom call, and it works because we're reading a script together, and it's been really magical and quite amazing. And I think that he's grown a lot. We, you can listen to him throwing beats down now every Tuesday from two to four. Clap your hands together. He's gonna do a clean set. I don't know what that means from this particular comedian. <laughs> Everybody, it's Warhol Kaufman. Yay! Yeah, yeah, we invented 1940s radio. <laughs> Bow down. Should I use my one F-bomb right at the top, or what do you? <laughs> I contractually have one. All right, clean, clean humor, kid-friendly, let's do this. People, uh, 
They say pulling out doesn't work. But actually, pulling out the fetus is 100% effective. <laughs> it's very consistent. People say my jokes are too dark. That's racist. <laughs> Let's do some history. Uh, I was doing some research. Did you know that Europeans stole the concept of zero? Yeah, from the Middle East and from the South Americans, Europe stole the zero. People of color can't have nothing. <laughs> it's a shame. I like to masturbate off of the balcony. Rachel's neighbors think I have a candle. Everyone's been freaking out about the loss of toilet paper, you know, like, oh, no, hoarding toilet paper. I don't even need toilet paper. I just use prayer. <laughs> Next level thinking. Uh, have you ever heard, they say, when in Rome? That's why I went to Birkenau. My friend... Sam loves it. <laughs> Sam's educated. Uh, you guys like D&D? Yeah, drinking and driving is pretty cool. I agree. It's all right. I was hanging out with my friend the other day, and she was bragging. She was like, I am 100% Marxist. 100. I was like, Pam, there's five of us. There's five of us here. Like, you could be at most 20% Marxist. <laughs> That's just how that works. And then she wouldn't share the wine. If your girl listens to currency, she is cheating on you. <laughs> All right, this can I get vulnerable? All right, listen, this is true. Every time I make love to someone my brother's age, I feel weird, my little brother's age, you know? Like, every time I make love to someone who's the same age as my younger brother, I just feel weird. Like, it's like I could have been making love to my brother this entire time. All right, you wanna hear some jokes now? <laughs> All right, let's tell some jokes. Uh, I, was, I was reading the newspaper, so let's play, uh, it's the newest game I've been seeing in the news. It's such a fun game, let's play. It's called Lynching or Suicide. What's it, which is it? You know, it's like, a, I, I thought Chappelle was gonna host it as a game show, like, come on down. No, like, cut him on down. What does he win, Johnny? Well, he doesn't have to deal with white people anymore. No, I'm inspired. I'm really inspired, because, you know, uh, Malcolm X was always talking about the bullet or the ballot, you know? And Joe Biden's winning in his state of dementia. Like, I hope no one puts two ballots in Joe's head. Have a nice night. <laughs> Woo! Woo! He does that. He just decides he's done. And it's like, okay, you were a host and you had no heads up. That's cool. No, it's cool. I can work on the fly. That's good. Sorry, I was, I was noticing that Dre was here. That was fun, wasn't it? He was clean. He did clean. 
can you imagine? Isn't it a funny, like, tenuous place between... It's like chemistry, right? Or biology. Remember remember when you were in biology and they like made you take the onion apart and you looked at it through the thing and you're like, oh, that's tough. I learned so much in chemistry. I, I've wanted to abduct a fifth grader for a while to try to win the science fair. Is any, was, did anybody win the science fair? Any winners? None of you are winners. Nobody won the science fair here? Did you want third place? That counts. Anybody else win the science fair? We're all losers here. That's exciting. Okay, cool. I have a science fair idea that I want to do, right? Because I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I want, I throw up a lot in the mornings. I don't know if this happens to other, other people drink a lot. Throw up in the mornings. You drink all that water, right? Well, here's the thing. If you've got 38 degree water, you got eight ounces of it and you pound it, right? And then it takes what? 22 minutes, 23 minutes. And you vomit it into a cup. And then you get a small child to take its temperature. How many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? Right? It starts at 38 degrees in my body for 22 minutes. What is it, 86 degrees? Boom. Do you know basic chemistry? Anybody just me? Am I the smartest alcoholic on the street? What? (sighs) Just saying. Just want to win the science fair. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Your next comedian, I don't even have, I, I, I have, oh, I know who it is. It's you. Are you ready? Okay, it's fine. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Sam Carroll. Yay! It's nice to see you all here. How many of you have essential jobs? Are we essential right now? Who has an essential job? So the rest of you are collecting unemployment? Yeah, you collecting unemployment? You are. That's that's unbelievable. Sir, do you have any side hustles? Any side hustles that you want to report to the federal government? Anything? <laughs> Nothing. All right, he's clean. He's good. It's hard to infiltrate you comics. Damn. That well, now I got to tell jokes now. I got now I got to make it look like, you know, it w- wasn't an act. But it is an act and it's prepared cuz I'm a great federal agent. You know, uh, but but before I got this lesbian joke, right? It's bad because I'm in the government. So, you know, you know the word lesbian, right? You know the word lesbian. You know where it comes from? The Greek island of Lesbos, where 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 lesbians were banished to for their abhorrent sexual behaviors by Greek men and their ten-year-old boyfriends. <laughs> wow, this is easier than I thought. You know, you know the mayor. You know the mayor tried to say that porn stars are not essential workers. Pornography is not essential. Can you believe that? How does the mayor sleep at night? Probably like me, by rubbing one out. I don't know, man. What she think was going to happen, too, sending cops to porn sets? You know what happens when cops go to porn sets? You know what happens when cops go to porn sets? you seen this? you seen it? Yeah, it's the same thing that every time... Happens every time cops go to porn sets. It's <laughs> they waste taxpayer money. It's every it's what seen it a million times. All right, I want to get a little bit. I want to get a little bit. I want to get a little bit deep here for a second. My my uh, my good friend of mine. You know he uh, he lost his job recently, and he called the suicide hotline. It's a great move to see if there are any openings. You fan of this? Yeah. 
Yeah, see if there were any. And there were. And he got a job as a volunteer. He didn't know that, though. He thought he was being paid in cash and not purpose, you know? But he called me up. He was like, hey, did you know this suicide hotline gig was pro bono? I was like, yeah, what'd you expect? He goes, commission. <laughs> like, well, like, you're, like you're pitching people their lives like it's on QVC? Like it's a product they can't live without? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. You mind if, you mind if I have that? I'm like, yeah, sure, but I want royalties. You guys got moms, all of you? We mo are we a mom crowd? Do we all have moms? You guys are going to hella relate to this then. You know, uh, my mom's my mom's real nervous lately, as I'm sure a lot of your moms are. She's been calling me late at night. That's when she wants to talk. She's like, Sam, I'm nervous. I'm nervous I'm going to die. Die of COVID. I'm like, Mom, of COVID? Mom, of COVID? That's ridiculous, of COVID. You're already dead. Oh, he fucked it up. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right. Oh, yes, that is one. We're working clean. I didn't even know we're working clean. I'm just naturally clean because I'm a federal agent. My mom's nervous she's going to die. It's whatever. People are like, you shouldn't make that joke. You know, it could happen. You know? You don't want to jinx it. You don't want your mom to die. Because my mom is alive. That, w my, uh, that was a joke about my mom being dead and she's alive. But if God killed my mom because I made that joke, that must mean one thing, that he has a terrific sense of humor. <laughs> and he must love me, and he would never kill mommy. <laughs> <laughs> now, my mom is alive. She's, she's very much alive, and she's worried. She's, uh, you know, she's worried. She's worried. She, the other day, she sat me and my sister down. She was like, Sam, before I die, I want grandchildren out of you two. I was like, Mom, don't you think they'd come out a little messed up? Come on, at the littlest bit? And then my sister goes, my sister chimes in, right? She goes, yeah, especially like, you know, with the climate, politically speaking. You know, now wouldn't be the best time to let the world know that me and my brother are having intercourse. <laughs> I didn't know how to make that clean. I'm sorry. It's a lot more v verbatious when I'm not allowed to use swear words. Yeah, good word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Making up words. I had one friend, he had lost his job to, uh, one of my buddies lost his job to automation. You know, a robot took his job and then fucked his girlfriend. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh, he did two swears. Bad boy, bad boy, everybody. Ready. Sam Carroll. If we get in trouble, it's your fault. He had, he's the only one who's sworn yet. Sam Carroll, everybody clap it up. Yay. No, no, you can clap it up for him. It's okay. He, he messed up. See how I almost said the F swear and I didn't? That's because I'm an adult and I can curb my language. <laughs> no, he's very funny. Sam Carroll. Yay. Yay. People are going inside because they have to pee. But we're technically closed to the public, and thank you for hanging out. And you can always give us money in that jar, which is very exciting. And we have more comedians. Actually, our next comedian, she is so amazing. She's all over California, even. She came from Sacramento originally. Crazy things happen in her life. She lives here now. She's amazing. She's hilarious. She's been on this show. She's one of our favorites. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Drea Myers. Yay! It's me, clap it up for me. 
Yes, I am using a mic condom. Thank you. crazy that's what it sounds like when I'm having sex too it's insane it's like the exact same sound effects <laughs> I am horny anyone else horny who <laughs> he put two hands he was like right here who's hooking up right now is anyone hooking up during COVID <laughs> they're pointing at you sir in the glasses I saw this article that was like how to hook up during COVID and it said just lay down and masturbate next to each other. That's all it said. <laughs> That's all it said. That was the only tip. Um, I'm going on four months of COVID celibacy, you guys. Thank you. Four months of forced COVID celibacy. I'm starting to understand why incels commit mass shootings in the line at Target, just horny and sexually frustrated, just looking around like, one more person, make a sound! <laughs> Do it! <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's why. Uh, school children must be super horny. Um, that was bad, that was a bad tag. Uh, <laughs> I'm also getting older, I'm not quite a cougar, I'm like a young puma. Yes, I'm a young puma without dental insurance. <laughs> so I'm a saber-toothed tiger. What's good? If you want that prehistoric, get at me. I got it. All day. Let's go digging for fossils. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You're probably wondering how old I am, uh, but I never tell people my exact age. I never say my exact age. If you want to know how old I am, you got to count the circles on my vagina like a tree. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are harder to count because they're smaller and closer together. Uh, those were the dry years. <laughs> those were the years of the droughts, everyone. <laughs> um, another, another time I'm getting older, I'm starting to ovulate super hard, you guys. Can you tell by these hips or no? Once a month, my hips just grow like five inches, like we're ready to birth. Let's do this. My body's just trying to have a baby against my will, you guys. I'm like, calm down, body. Um, but I am ovulating. I'm ovulating so hard, I went to go pee, and I pulled an entire six-pack of egg whites out of my vagina. Ever happened to anyone else in this crowd? You could have fried that up in a pan, you guys. Could have served it to all the gluten-free, bougie brunch broads <laughs> and called it an ovulate. Yeah. <laughs> Karen would have been like, are these eggs locally raised? <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, we just pulled them off Drea this morning. <laughs> they're cage-free. And they're brown. <laughs> <laughs> My eggs are getting old, y'all. They're turning brown. It's more like I got the egg substitute powder. You feel me? You just, you just blow it out, add water, and then you can jizz in it. You know what I mean? That's, that's how it works. That's how it works. That is how it works now at my age. <laughs> uh, I'm also starting to like older men. I'm starting to like older men, you guys. Yeah. I like 
when they got gray hair, but then they have like a super hot face. So I'm just like, oh, it's like a well-aged bottle of whiskey. You know what I mean? You just want to like take them down off the shelf, dust them off, and remind them what it's like to be swallowed. Thank you. That is technically a clean joke. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time I adjust, it's like sound effects. Um, yeah, I'm not a lesbian right now. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like I look like a lesbian because I'm wearing like a leather jacket and like Vans. I don't know. It feels very lesbian-ish. Uh, I am bisexual though. That's how I know sexuality is not a choice because I'm trying to stop taking wiener and it ain't working. I'm like, dude, does anybody have a 12-step program to stop taking wiener? I don't usually say wiener, but I can't say the other word because this is a clean show. So we're saying wiener. Um, I think I'm on like the ninth step. I'm on like the apologizing step. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Um, yes, I am bisexual though. Uh, I have no game with women at all, you guys. My game with women, I feel like my game with women is the same game that was used on me when I was like 17, you know what I mean? Like my game is very uh, prepubescent. Like I'm just like, pretty much only know how to like hold the door open for a lady and then be like, oh, you look good. And that's it, that's all. <laughs> Or I can like cat call, that's it. It's the only difference. It's the only thing I know how to do. Um, yes. What else? I'm starting to look at things differently. Like uh, I used to look at older women and all I would see was age. But now I look at older women and I see like stories and, and layers and complexities and wisdom. You know what I mean? Because I'm getting older. I used to look at older men and all I would see was money. Yeah, but now I'm looking at older men and I see money and stable housing. <laughs> right? I'll see like a six-year-old man with white hair walking out of the street. I'll be like, what's your name, white picket fence? <laughs> like, how you doing, Mr. Breakfast Nook? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just driving out of the street, rolling down my window like, hey, yo, pa, what that FICO score look like? <laughs> Cause it looks like real retired from over here. You look like you got like a two bedroom. I was just saying, you look like you're about a two bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I gotta stop flirting with him on stage. I gotta stop. <laughs> uh, dude, I just have like toys on stage. I'm just like, all right, let me play with this one. <laughs> Oh man, it's horrible. Uh, what else? So I got a crooked leg. Can you guys tell or no? It's this one. It like goes in. It's crooked. I broke it. I broke it in three places like a year ago. Guess how I broke it, you guys. Guess. Uh, I fainted on Bart, everybody. I fainted on Bart. Has anyone else ever fainted on Bart? Hell no, just me. That's it. You know what they told me too when I went to the ER? Uh, the nurse told me I'm too damn tall to be standing for that long with my arms over my head. <laughs> she said there wasn't enough the blood to circulate 
through this entire organism for that, you know, that long stretch between West Oakland and uh, Embarcadero is too long for this body. I fainted, passed out, broke my leg, you guys. Uh, but I will say I had just moved here from Sacramento, so it was a trip, like, it was, it was a trip going from being annoyed by the medical emergency on BART to becoming the medical emergency on BART. I was like, damn, that's what happens when they announce this? It was like being backstage at a comedy show for the first time. I was like, that's what happens? <laughs> like, basically, they announced there's been a medical emergency. Uh, they stopped the train. The BART driver came out. He took one look at me. He was like, oh, yeah, that's broken. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they called the EMTs. The EMTs came. They loaded me up on a stretcher. They took me out through the escalator, up through the exit. He still made me swipe my clipper card on the way out, y'all. Yes, cold world. Clap it up for me. Thank you so much. Drea Myers, yay! They made her swipe the clipper card. I can't believe it. That's like how right now parking tickets are essential. How is that possible? How in the COVID times are the parking tickets essential? That was me being... Uh, Cosby, that was my Cosby impression. <laughs> the parking tickets are essential. <laughs> How is it possible that the parking ticket put bops? <laughs> Just, I'm confused as to what's what's real, what's not real. Hey, it's COVID time. Your next comedian, what a what a joy, what a drink of water. He's he's ready to be clean for his first time here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together for Luke Moore. Yay! Folks, row, row, row v. Wade. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Abortion, 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 abortion. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Thank you, thank you. My name is Luke Moore. I was a household name in the house that I grew up in. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, times are getting tough. You know, might have to move back to Texas. I don't know. We'll see. Not excited. You know why? Because the death penalty is in Texas. You know. Which, you know, you don't, you don't want to get on death row. I understand that. But it would be cool to be famous. You get to be famous for a day. The government, the governor talks about you, you know, for a day. You get to pick your last meal. On death row, I know my last meal, I don't know what it will be, but I just know I want Guy Fieri to cook it. You know, he's already making last meals. Just like slowly, you know, they're so unhealthy, they just slowly kill you, right? I just like the idea of Guy Fieri being like, oh, me, I have to make it? Like, yeah, Guy, it's the law, you know? <laughs> it's the law, you have to make it. They, The prisoner said, I want Guy Fieri to make the food. So you have to, you know, you're a slave to the state now, guy. Shit, man. Hey, r real quick, before I get started, does anybody have a wall charger I can borrow? I need to charge my walls. Okay. You know, real quick, before I get started, uh, I need to clear my throat. Oh, ah! All right. I think I'm good now. Times are tough. 
you know, the future's getting pretty bad. I think Billy Joel could never write a sequel to We Didn't Start the Fire. You know, because We Didn't Start the Fire was, like, all about, like, how crazy and cool the 20th century was. It was like, uh, John John F. Kennedy, you know, it was like a whole song, like, about, like, Marilyn Monroe and the things and Americana and shit, you know, it was like a whole song. But if he made a sequel, it would just be depressing, you know. It would just be like, 9-11, Stoneman Douglas, Columbine, like, it would just, it wouldn't be a bob, you know. It would just be like, if if he just made a song about 2020, it would be like, Kobe Bryant and his daughter died in a helicopter crash, COVID-19. Like, would not, wouldn't be a hit, you know. Probably wouldn't even be top 40, right? People would hear and just be like, nah. You know what they say? Killing half the soldiers is half the battle. You know? and then killing another half of the soldiers is the other half of the battle. You know, no one ever talks about that. There's an old wartime proverb. Y'all miss Christmas music? I like, I you know, I do. You know. I, the only Christmas song I don't like is The Little Drummer Boy, which it's just a bad song. Like, if you hear it, just listen to it again. It's like, you know, I mean, a drummer wrote it, first of all, so you know it's not <laughs> a drummer wrote it, you know. It's just it's stupid lyrics. It's like, I have no gifts for him. Ba-rum-ba-bum-bum. It's like you don't have any gifts for him. Everybody else brought a gift. You know. How about you give him your drum? You know, give him your drum. That's what I say. I played my best for him. It's like you know he was just born. Like Jesus was just born. He's trying to sleep, and you come here uninvited with your drum, <laughs> just banging away at your drum. Waking up baby Jesus. How about you put a shirt on, little drummer boy? You know, show some respect. So really the only reason I don't like drummers is I was in marching band and I played trombone. The center snare fingered all the girls I I liked, you know. (laughs) And he's a percussionist, so I know it was pleasurable for the girl, you know. It was probably like, you know, I can't compete with that, you know. I play trombone. What am I supposed to do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Luke Moore, thank you. Good night. Luke Moore, everybody. Luke Moore. Luke Moore, everybody. Luke Moore. Luke Moore. Luke Moore. Cool. He was saying something about drumming. You guys should all learn right now the drummer handshake. We can do it all together. Does everybody love, um, do you remember Phil Collins? Yeah, he's pretty rad, right? He's a drummer, he also sang. Okay, so if I'm this way, then you start the other way, okay? And you go, dun 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 slap, slap, right? So we start different directions. Dun 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 clap, clap. Yes, you all know the drummer handshake now. 
you're all so cool. No, I, it's, it's something I learned from a drummer. <laughs> it was just one drummer. It's not actually a drummer handshake. It's just one drummer's handshake. <laughs> but I've been trying to spread it around as much as possible just to see what like my footprint is on the world. You know, some people have kids, and I just pass around the drummer handshake. <laughs> like I want to see. I want to go to Greece sometime and have someone go. Do you know the drummer handshake? <laughs> we like. Doom, 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 doom. I did it. I made an impact. My life has meaning, intrinsic value, and worth. Something long-lasting of something else's. Isn't that great? Isn't it great when you pass around somebody else's something and then you take credit for it yourself? Isn't that what having children is? Hey, here's what's weird. Have you been watching the thing about the people that are cult leaders? Why are they all dudes? Where are the female cult leaders, right? You got David Koresh. You got like the the guy who made everybody drink the the purple gate people with the thing, the heaven's gate with the purple things. You got the drinking the Kool-Aid, the Jim Jones. Where are the female cult leaders? And I think that's just because everyone calls them mom. <laughs> small, small cults. Mom, maybe grandma, right? I don't know. I don't know how your cult works. I'm a Marxist. I don't believe in families. All right. <laughs> I got laughs on that. Here's you want some Marxist jokes. Here we go. I've been a nanny forever. I've been paid to hang out with other people's spawn. And they're like, when are you gonna have kids? When are you gonna have kids? And I'm like, I'm a Marxist. It's called labor and no one pays you for it. We call it labor and we don't get paid. We're literally the means of production, everyone. Yeah, Marxist was a feminist. Yeah, he was. You didn't think he was. It's the same thing with the framers of the Constitution. We think they meant this. I'm like, I think Marxist, I think Marx meant this. He meant that women actually could own their own labor and prostitution should be legal. That's clean. <laughs> That's, I'm just saying. I know some 55-year-old guys in New Jersey that need to be touched. And like, what are we? I've been on some Zoom calls, friends, and they need help, you know? Actually, I feel like I've been using my sexuality in the wrong way. Like, as a liberal, as like a really true Marxist, I could be changing the world right now. I could find some over 50-year-old Trump-supporting climate change denier, right? And I can take off my clothes and lay next to him, snuggle all up, like whisper my liberal drivel into his ear <laughs> so he can finally hear the truth. Climate change is real, dude. It's real. It's real. I don't know. Y sometimes, you know, when you microdose MDMA on a Zoom call with people in Jersey, you really learn things about yourself, you know? You really learn what San Francisco is about. <laughs> right? Cool. Thank you. I've still been clean. Can you believe it? I am embracing this clean comedy thing. Nine years in. This is going to be my last joke because we got to close it down. But. I had a buddy, I used to only do like specifically, my first three years of comedy was like all really basic sex jokes. And I was like, but they like it. That's what they like. That's what they like. <laughs> like, burr, burr, burr. I'm gonna stick nefarious things in your mouth. I get it. My jokes were about that, please. 
Like, I get it. But my buddy, my buddy Steve Poggi, he was like, Pam, you're so smart. Like, you're better than that. And now, and, and, and now I still do the same jokes, I just don't swear. So <laughs> okay, thank you all for being here so much tonight. This has been amazing. This has also been my ninth year comedy-versary. Thank you. The first set I ever did was at Amnesia on a Tuesday. Five punchlines equals three minutes. For beginners, just if you want to try, you look like you want to try. This guy, this guy wants to be a comedian someday. Five punchlines is three minutes. Every story you've ever told at the water cooler is boring unless you have five punchlines. Five punchlines is three minutes. I learned that. I did a set. It, I never looked back, and I love comedy so much. And I thank you all so much for being here. COVID is killing us, so any dollars that you can put into this thing here are amazing to keep us alive. We also have a Venmo. It's Mutiny Radio, all lowercase one word. The FM one is not real. Someone else set it up. It's not us. I don't know who that goes to. And I don't know how to fix it because I'm a Luddite. I'm like, how am I running an internet radio station? I'm an artist. Like, what am I What am I doing right now? I don't know. So, but thank you all for being here, and I really appreciate it. We have tons of shows here. Thank you for being here. Thank you to all the comedians who performed. Um, yay for, thank you so much, thank you for nine years of comedy. I'm sorry that we're all dealing with COVID and I hope that we can all be friendly neighbors in the future and that we all love each other and everything is wonderful. Yay! Thanks all for being here. Good night, yay! Yay! Actually, I should say that coming up later, we're going to be reading one of Mike Spiegelman's scripts. So if you're a comedian and you want to act, hang around, because we're going to be doing some sketches with Mike Spiegelman's scripts. And until then, enjoy whatever's going to happen.
everybody. So what's going to happen live right now is that we're in the middle of Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. There was some comedy. We're going to be setting up with some Zoom stuff with Mike Spiegelman soon and his stuff. But until then, it's J.W. Blunt uh, with Anne Andrea playing. Do you know what happened in COVID? Drea decided to learn guitar. So that's what's going to happen. We're going to mess around. We're going to fuck around. We can say fuck again. Yay, we can say fuck again. Uh, so that's happening, and we're hanging out. Bye. Josh Kahn taking out the buzz, being a king. He's a king taking out the buzz. It's when you put too many, when you put too many electronic things together, they make a weird thing, and then you make witchcraft. JW Blunt has an amazing show on Fridays from four to six. It's called the JW Megawag. You should listen to that. Local musicians talking about all kinds of things. He's a local musician. He has a new project called Tiki Desk Concert. Yeah, that's not Tiny Desk Concert, it's Tiki Desk Concert. And it's amazing and it's underground and you can find out by checking him out. Just message him on Facebook, he's JW Blunt. Drea's gonna play, oh, nope, nope, nope. Josh Kahn's gonna play. I'm just gonna relinquish everything, here you go.
and then you don't I'm just mondegrinning.
and I, I hate to I hate to ruin the party or make the party better I'm not sure but uh, we're gonna be reading we're gonna be reading a something from Mike Spiegelman he he's gonna zoom me in or something and and we're supposed to read his stuff I don't know how to do that Sam I can I don't know how to do all the day everyone's like just show people that you're here and then zoom the thing I'm like I don't Um, but I'm, we're supposed to be, I need to get with him on the, oh, it's so difficult. There are so many people that contact me. Okay, I'm going to figure this out. Play more, uh, someone play more guitar until we. We're not gathered, I swear to Christ. There's only 11 people in this room. And everything is fine. And everything's cool. Everything's fine, and everything's fine, and everything's fine, and it's great. That's a song by the Wyatt Act. Someone knows how to play piano? Move mic four over to the piano.
he just uh, that's amazing it's the station guitar thanks to jw blunt of the jw megawig show every friday from four to six how exciting all right so uh ooh, boy do i love feedback no it's perfect uh so we're gonna do this thing everybody um actors I need actors. We're going to be reading. Um, we're going to be reading Mike Spiegelman's amazing script, uh, The Omnibus. We've got a bunch of sketches, and I need actors. So I need actors to come inside, and we're going to get that done because Mike Spiegelman has written some very funny things, and we're in the middle of Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. And what an amazing show he had for the happy hour and the live thing and all the stuff that's happening. But now. I mean, and we just got to her here. If you are listening live or on the podcast, you should clap wildly for Josh Kahn and the guy who was playing piano. I don't know. He's the guy. Yay, the guy. Yeah, he's like the guy on the couch. He's like the guy on the couch, but he's the guy on the piano. Absolutely. So that was a lot of fun. And we're going to read these crazy scripts. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's put, I'm going to put some music on and then we're going to figure everything out. We've got Mike Spiegelman already on the Zoomy Zooms. He's in darkness because that's what writers like to do. They like to not be seen. They just want to be behind the scenes and it's going to be amazing. So I'm going to put up some music and then we'll be right back with this amazing script reading, uh, The Omnibus. It's a great sketch comedy uh, Mike Spiegelman, he's been in, but he's been on like comedy a day a billion times. He's part of Sketchfest, and he's hilarious and wonderful. He also has a show on Sundays here from two to four called "Let's Watch a Full Length Movie" on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl L M F N O Y T. You can listen to that; it's great. You watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl; it's super fun. So we're gonna play a little music. We're gonna be right back with the Omnibus. Yay! I'm in this card and uh, in this harmony. And they become commercialized. But actually, music is what's supposed to keep people inspired, keep them seeing this uh, invisible beauty of the mind and spirit. That's what music is for, because it didn't originate on this planet, it came from somewhere else. It's a gift to this planet, like uh, poetry and uh, sculpture and painting. All those things are gifts, because uh, not all men can be musicians or artists and also therefore. It's outside the ordinary, it's a gift. And if people take this gift, you see, appreciate it, and uh, a person look at a beautiful painting and get inspired. Yeah, uh, Josh is like, I'm sorry about that, you guys. And I'm like, it couldn't have been more perfect. It couldn't have been more beautiful or more perfect. Are you fucking kidding me? Like... No, get up, get on the... How does that me impression go again? How does that you impression You just did go? a pretty good impression. No, I was me. like, hey, everything was... I, I don't remember what I just did. I don't did. know. My girlfriend was like, that's a really good you. You should tell fam she does a good Josh Conner oh, impression. I, well, I could also fight with the, with, the, with the Rangers. You can fight with the police I with the I can fight with them. the police. No, the Wrath of Khan is beautiful. I'm super excited you about it. You have the good tactic where you were just being sexy to him. I was trying... I was trying. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure, I'm like, I'm sure the guy would have gone home with you if he hadn't been oh, on the job. Thank you. I know he probably has four children at home. 
And like I said, he had pretty blue eyes. I couldn't see his mouth. But, but you know, like, like oh, his oh, wife hates him, so like you can get right in there. Probably, yeah. most likely. I don't know how. I don't know how cops' wives work. I don't know how that works. They don't. I don't know if they like. Oh, oh, oh shots fired! That was great. I can turn the mic on for Roach. I can use the one and brought it back. Oh no, it's on the stage right now because I was using it for the other thing. It's on the stage. Oh, I see. Well, I can just use the one for three. Ask Pancake to grab it off the stage. It's on the stage. It has no. Nothing inside of it. It's a mic stand. There oh, you I go. Oh, it's gonna be a comic. Boom, it's boom, on stage, boom. But it's empty inside. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. We're all. We got a 187 hey. at the corner of 21st Florida. So uh, here's the thing about doing the script. Uh, we should probably put in some headphones and stuff we've got a lot of characters i'm very excited that we're going to be reading this right now i've got the zoom thing open the only person on zoom mike speakman says he's ready he's ready he's <laughs> he's there oh hello hello mike speakman now we can see you you and he was we plugged in i'll plug you in baby here we go here Hey, Mike, how you doing? Talk. Talk, Mike, talk. Mike, oh, talk hello. that. There it is. Okay, I can hear uh, you. Yes, it's I perfect. Pancake. You're exactly uh, the right volume. Like You're 100% perfect. Hi, people listening. Are, <laughs> you, are you doing any voices, or are we all the voices? What's happening here? Uh, I, have, I originally wrote this uh, up for yourself, uh, Baraka, and, and me. So I do have a list of the characters up front. Uh, if you guys want to cast yourselves, I've cast myself throughout. Uh, but I have you, and then I have listed as Warhol. If Pancake wants to take Warhol's lines or whoever else. Warhol's is here. Yeah. And Pancake is also Warhol. here. No, it's here. It's right here on the. It's right here on the thing. We've got Keep six feet all this stuff. Oh boy. Yeah, and there's microphones out there that. People who can be involved if they want to be involved, we can get this yeah. get this going. Is, is going There's an uh, and a hey Warhol. Yeah. Warhol went, so all we got all, right. all, all all those parts. So this works. So it's already casted. If someone else, if Pancakes there or uh, anyone else is there, there. want to take some extra roles. Where do we I find the script? The script is right here. Well, can I get it sent to? Supportive? Mike, can you send it to other people? Yeah. Not just me. I, I'll take one on my phone too. That'd be easier. I don't know how. I don't know how. Yeah, if we can send. Can you send it to more people than just me? Is the question. It's it's up here. It's up here on the screen, so we can all. Oh, I get to be Terry Gross. That's very exciting. Yep. I feel real happy about that. You're I feel really real happy about right. that. For some reason, you're really good at playing radio personalities. Isn't that now. weird? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I no one. But when will someone write an Icelandic character for me so that I you can... You got to write it for yourself? I nope. want to use my Bjork voice as much as I can. I'd house. like to. The problem with using the Bjork voice is that None the children house, don't family. know who Bjork is. So it's very difficult to have such a great impression of a person so and to have someone not know what Icelandic sounds like is very difficult for me. 
All right, here we go. Who's got the, do you have to figure out the scripts? Everybody figure out the scripts? Please. No, I, I would like to have received it. Maybe, Mike, can you send it to everybody in a group chat or something? Yeah. Mike, can you oh, send everybody in yeah. a group super chat? Supportive. Can you put, yeah, put it into super supportive Mutiny Radio Comics. Aren't you in that group? All right. Send it out to that well, one. Well, I got to warn you. I'm warning you. I, I'm, I'm launching my browser right now, so it's going to take about 20 minutes. <laughs> 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 bring that in. I want to smoke some oh, pot. Wait, bring the pot in here. I want to smoke some pot. Bring the blunt in here. I haven't smoked pot in like All right. four hours. Give me a second and I'll get to it. I've done it before. All right. Well, I'll do super supportive. All right. You know, it's everybody's nugs. Super. Well, I'm still waiting out. for the. Oh. Uh, these and nugs belong to everybody. <laughs> I tried to put a, I tried to put a microphone in Warhol's face, and he's like, "I'm eating a sandwich. Why are you putting this in my face?" You know, if I had a nickel for every time someone tried to put something in my face that wasn't a sandwich, boy, oh boy, would that, would I be a millionaire? You could buy so many sandwiches with that amount of money. Dear Lord, thank you. (laughs) All right, here. uh, All right. Are we? uh, Uh, Pam, I mailed it to you. Can you? Might be, might be faster if you do it. I'm still if, if no, I have it up. I mean, I don't. The problem is that you're dealing with. It's so funny that I run an internet radio station and I have no idea how technology works. <laughs> the irony there yeah. is so rife <laughs> or ripe. I don't know I'm, which I'm, of those words work better Pam, or I'm worse. I'm thrilled that I'm doing your show, uh, <laughs> doing this on Pam, uh, Comedy Clubhouse. On the Comedy uh, Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. <laughs> Yeah, uh, people will, will hear it on your feed. On my ninth anniversary. <laughs> I'm ninth anniversary. On my ninth anniversary of doing comedy. Of I know, nine years. Right. Longer than, not as long as Mike Spiegelman, though. He's been doing it longer than nine. He had a great uh, show. Yeah, I've been doing it about nine and a half years, so it's about... Uh, I Just just a little bit longer than me, but you had the layover so early. I was like, that layover show was super hot. Like... I tried to saddle up to you super, super quick to be like, ooh, can I get on that <laughs> layover show you over there in Oakland? I, I have, I have. Because I, I walked up and was like, hey, you in the layover show? That's a good show. All right, uh, everybody left, which <laughs> makes the script reading difficult. Um, All right, well, I guess we could stick with the original casting then. I'm still waiting for Facebook to open. It's no joke. I, I, I mean, if you, if you have that, your copy, you should send it on it. Like I'm still I said, waiting for it to load. I mean, it's, it's I turned up. off the computer. It's up, this but this is no joke. This happens every time we do Zoom. My, my <laughs> we just have to. We just have to. Uh, it's just like the old days when you have to I get around the fire. Remember when you had to? You had to get around the fire so you wouldn't die. Remember survival? All right. Are we gonna get on this? I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, Warhol's here. No, no, no. We can start because yeah. we got Warhol. If we have Warhol and Mike right. and me, we're we're good to go. Yeah. We're ready okay. to rock. Sounds good because I'm still waiting for Facebook to open. Uh, <laughs> I got mad at Facebook today because they're like, "Hey, try the new Facebook," and I was like, 
no, and they're like, you have to. So I did, and they said, you can go back to the other Facebook anytime you want. So I went back to the old Facebook, and they were like, what was wrong with the new Facebook? And I was like, I'm old. I don't like a new update. I finally figured out your fucking algorithm. I finally figured it out, and now you want me to learn a new one? I'm sorry I'm not like one of these millennial snowflakes gets bored of everything so fast, and they're like, no, I need to look different, be different. No, keep it the same. Keep it the same. Why? Why you want to make me update? I don't want to update. I want things. I want things to work until they break. Like, come on, I've got a, I've got a fucking, uh, what's it called? It's a, it's a BlackBerry from. 2008, and I'm gonna use it till it breaks. You know. That rhymes. That's what you. Well, no, that's just what you do with everything, right? You use the men until they break, <laughs> and then, and then you find a new one that will buy you. No, that's not true. I'm putting feminism back 20 years. <laughs> no, I am. I'm like I wore a cute dress in the tenderloin, and everybody said I was pretty. I'm putting back feminism 20 years. Thank you. You're welcome. Ooh. Uh, who's so reading in this group? Yeah, you and I, we can do, we're all here. Here we go. Let me get S4. Uh, S1 and S4, which one? Bup, bup, bup. That, you got it. Nope. You lost it. There you go. So you're on S1, not S4. Can't read it. it uh, there, there's no, there's nothing that marks anything. There's no demarcation on anything. Here we go. Should we start no, from the beginning? No, uh, Word Doc. Word doc starts with Mike. With welcome to the Omnibus. All right. Okay. Is everyone all set? Do I still need to attach stuff on Facebook? No. Okay. I don't know. I think we're fine. It's in here, so we're gonna do our best. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome to Omnibus One, a single long piece solo performance based on a lone real life experience. At the time, Mike Spiegelman was not allowed inside a San Francisco casting agency. Hey, dumbass. You know, Omnibus is a collection of work or containing many things and not a one-man show about the time you weren't allowed to inside a San Francisco casting agency, Mike. No one cares about the time you weren't allowed inside a San Francisco casting agency, Mike. Jeez, Pam Benjamin and Warhol Kaufman. If an omnibus is a collection of old bits, if that's what you want, I got plenty of old bits. Our first sketch takes uh, place outside San Francisco casting agency. No, no God, stop it. Jesus man. Christ, Whatever, man. dude. Come on. Can no, we fine, not fine. do that? Han Nenonatro, host of the Available on iTunes podcast. It's available on iTunes. Shut up, nerd. I'm Justine, and I interrupt nerds. You're listening to Justine Interrupts Nerds Podcast. Justine Interrupt Nerds is brought to you by Content Crave, the only podcast that's also a meal kit delivery service. Shut up, nerd. Here comes my theme song performed by They Might Be Giants. <laughs> oh, haven't you heard? It's Justine Interrupts Nerds. It's a podcast where Justine Interrupts did you see nothing happened to me? Guess I'm free to be fay and twee like a Brooklyn bumblebee. Shut up, nerds! Welcome to Justine Interrupts Nerds, the podcast where Justine interrupts nerds. I'm Justine, your I'm host. I'm your co-host, Shoeless Dave. 
hell the hell you are. Tonight I interview the director of Local Prevention Hotline, Dr. Casey. Dr. Casey, a pleasure to have you and a moment of your time. Justine, Justine, I was uh, telling like I was you over the phone. Justine, like I was you, telling you over the phone. You rudely interrupted me. Shut up, doctors! You might get a bunch of wackos calling your prevention hotlines. You can tell me. I don't consider the callers wacko just because they're... Quay, Quay, I hear Dr. you. Dr. Casey, I would assume... What's your deal, I would assume day? about your interview style or uh, my disdain for shoes. What's your deal, Shoeless Day? About your interview style, or uh, should I repeat myself? Dr. Casey! Uh, <laughs> listen, I respect every caller that calls up. A crazy or not, I got you! They're not crazy. What sort of prevention services does your hotline provide? That's a great question, Justine. We provide many services, and when you call, uh, you immediately get... Want to know what Dr. Casey said? Only paid subscribers who are content crave premium page will hear his response. What the fuck? Did I just get interrupted again? That wasn't me. It was our sponsor, Counter Crave. Counter Crave. How do you Counter Crave? Counter Crave. Promo code NerdRub. Subscribers will shut up. Shut up. Oh my god. Did I just tell myself to shut up, 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 In a loop. Shut up, nerd! I'm free to keep the loop! Shut up! Shut up! Hello, I'm Terry Gross. This is Fresh Air. Everybody knows the amazing Spider-Man, the comic book hero created by the late Stan Lee. Many know the story how Peter Parker became Spider-Man. But unmany know that our next guest was behind that origin. He feels slighted by the amazing Spider-Man claiming unpaid royalty, radioactive spider. Welcome back to Fresh Air. Pleasure to be on again, Terry. Uh, not to sound bitter or anything, but last time you didn't let me finish. Didn't I? I was in the middle of an antidote. I was about to finish it, but you interrupted me. I mean, you wouldn't interrupt Tom Hanks now, would you? It just burns me up. I've been thinking about this for two years. I'm sorry. Why don't you finish your story now? Thank you. I just wanted to say that my passion is painting, not just talking about how Marvel Comics stiff me on royalties. You were talking about your grudge against Spider-Man. Uh, right, right, because I'm a one-story guest, and since I told my story last time, why should you rebook me? I mean, what could I possibly contribute to society other than I did Peter Parker, turned him into an amazing Spider-Man, but never got any credit for it? Why don't you tell me about your new memoir? Oh, well, it's about how I bit Peter Parker, turned him into Spider-Man, but never got any credit for it. It's 8,000 pages. I call it, don't swap me with that book. <laughs> no, seriously. Don't swap me with that book. It's huge. 8,000 pages. Published by Home Box Office Books. I should add, 
since fresh air only promotes HBO. Which airs Spider-Man 1 daily. Daily or nightly? Oh, it doesn't matter. No royalty checks. I don't get a dime. When Disney was going to make a Marvel Spider-Man movie, their attorney says they would have to pay me for my life story. So what do they do? They write me out of the movie. Meanwhile, Sony's Into the Spider-Verse had several radioactive spiders, and I only got a thanks in the end credits. I only understand Superman references. Speaking of Superman, let's listen to what he said about you back in 2001 on the Charlie Rose Show with guest host Matthew Lauer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, listen, that's a lie. Uh-uh. No, what I'm, that's, uh, what I'm listening to is not true. No, you, fuck you, Superman. I'm not bitter. Then why is Superman calling you bitter? First off, Superman's a dick. Second of all, talk about bitter. I mean, death of Superman? Who even cared? He got bitter. Oh, very bitter. Terry, it reminds me of this story when Superman went into a grocery store. That's all the time and we have. I want to thank you, uh, Radioactive Spider, without a first or surname. <laughs> yeah, but my story. Uh, fuck you, Terry Gross. Next on NPR, it's Necrophiliac Wayne's World. Necrophiliac's Wayne's World. Necrophiliac's Wayne's World. Party time is excellent. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Garth. There's a corpse on the side of the road. Schwing! She's tragically babelicious. Bother! She's a babe! Oh, no, wait. Ugh, she's alive. It reminds me of that movie, The Leprechaun, when the leprechaun goes, I'm a living, breathing leprechaun! Garth, I'm a living cadaver! Uh, 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 cool it, okay? <laughs> I have a pulse! Uh, knock it off, Wayne! Necrophilia's world! Necrophilia's world! We fuck corpses! That was Necrophiliac Wayne's World on NPR. Necrophiliac Public Radio. I'm Terry Gross. Our next sketch takes place in a diner. Welcome to Sal's Diner. What will be? I'll have uh, two poached eggs on toast. One Adam and Eve on a raft. I'll what do you have? I'll have a plain bagel with uh, a salad. <laughs> Burn one on the hoof high and dry. Feed the alley. How about you? Uh, wow, uh, this waitress lingo is <laughs> neato. I'll have an open-faced chili burger well done with onions, ketchup, and curly fries. Fat asshole wants the special normal. Our next sketch takes place in a science lab. Doctor? Doctor? Yes, doctor. Are the test rats ready for the experimental drugs, doctor? Yes, you mean, yes, doctor. If you're not going to take this seriously, I'm out of here. My apologies, doctor. Inject lab rats full of drugs, doctor. Injecting, doctor. See. Release lab rats, doctor. Releasing, doctor. Doctor, use psychic powers to hear what the lab rats sound like on drugs. Uh, okay. Okay, doctor. 
they do that. They do that. The lab rats take bugs and then choose. <laughs> they choose the layout of the maze. I wonder where the scientists hid the cheese. I'm high right now. There's, a, there's the maze exit straight ahead. You sure, man? Cause the GPS says it takes two rights. This pill is making us talk. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you know that th what this means? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was told they're testing sugar substitutes. No, it means our intelligence is growing. Whatever the scientists gave us today taught me how to tweet. Hello, I'm a rat. Same here, clone in forever. Are we clones? We are. Are, are we, we clones? Are we clones? Are we? Stop, Stop. fucking are with we clones? me! No. <laughs> to answer your upcoming question about time travel, um, I guess. Do they think today's sample makes us travel through time? Did you ask your time traveling question yet? What are you on? Just go from the first man. <laughs> you want some? That was mine. I'll kill you. Ah! Playing Pokemon Go, <laughs> trying to catch a Squirtle. But you don't have a phone. Fuck. Am I wasted right now? Does this sugar substitute taste funny? Ironic, because sugar substitutes taste funny to begin with. <laughs> Should have never drank before work. That poor functioning alcoholic lab rat. Now we go to outside club disco. It's after hours and a bouncer handles the crowd outside. Enter Denise and Lux. I'm Terry Gross. I'm Terry Gross. <laughs> Look at that line of people trying to get into my club, Denise. Who's that guy watching the door? That's our new bouncer. You got him watching the door already? This guy is a nightclub legend. He only lets in the most beautiful people like me. It's uncanny. Like he has this sixth sense. He's so good, they call him the door. The door. I got him cheap. He's going through an existential crisis. Hey, door. The door. The door. Hey, Denise. I've got someone I'd like you to meet. Sure thing, Denise. Hang on, though. Excuse me, sir. I can't let you in. What? <laughs> Five events, sir. Come again. I've party. Do you even know who I am? Not on the list. You're not even looking at a list. Door. Door. He's the owner. This is the greatest door in the world. He won't even let the club owner in. You did say he was good. He was pretty good. You get it now who he is? Yeah, Denise, you're plus one. Come on in. Oh, this place is sweet. When do we get to go inside? We've, We've been, been waiting, waiting outside, outside for ten minutes. We've been seven. waiting. I've got a babysitter at home. I gotta go to the bathroom and get home back. Can't you just let me in? Shut, so please. Take a shit on the fucking floor or something. ID, please. People know us. I'm famous. Okay. All right. Can I go with you? Sorry, private function. <laughs> but it didn't 
change after my workout. I, I, I only came to judge people. I'm on the phone right now. I can only talk about Netflix. I scour my cast iron skillet with soap and water. People think I'm a dick because I, I don't wear a mask. Yeah, you can end.